0: You're listening to the Empowering Process Podcast with your host, Gail Kraft. Listen as she holds frank discussions around how your purpose, being present, and trusting your power impacts your life. Whether you're an entrepreneur, leader, or developing your vision, you'll find wisdom and insights you can utilize right now. Welcome, your host, Gail Kraft. Hey everybody, Gail Craft here from the Empowering Process podcast system. And with me today is a very good friend of mine. And this is Devin Pratt of Devin's Holistic Wellness. Devin's Holistic Wellness. The reason why I hesitate is because Devin is a nutritionist for me. I call her, she's got solutions like you, like no tomorrow for me, right? And (laughs) meals, she knows her food, she knows her vitamins, she knows how to get you well through what you're eating. But that's not what she's here for. She's here to work with me on my Ask Me Anything segment. Thank you so much for joining us, Devin.
1: Oh, you're so welcome. Happy it's to be a, here.
0: Oh, great. It's a pleasure to have you. So this is what happened. I actually did a survey to start off with and got a bunch of questions from people who used to work with me or other coaches or just people who I know who had some questions. And I said, so if you wanted me to do a podcast, what would it be? Ask me anything. And they gave me some pretty tough questions.
1: Mm-hmm. So
0: I reached out to some friends of mine and I thought, this is an opportunity for me to share the wealth and share the knowledge that, that I have The ability to tap into. So Mm. you'll hear my perspective and Devin may agree or disagree. And that's awesome because everything is perspective. I don't have the answers. I just have a point of view. Mm. So I'm going to give you my point of view. And that's it. So what do you think, Devin? And do you think you're ready to do this? I love it. I love it. Let's do this. Okay, so the very first one that we're going to talk about is Ask Me Anything. um, And it's about the talk of acceptance. So we hear over and over again to be more accepting and yet there's a point of no return there's a point where you go beyond that when do you draw the line where acceptance is not healthy anymore and it's not benefiting you and i know um i've lived it i've seen it i work with it right um Devin, I know that you've experienced it, and Mm. with ourselves, not just with other people, right? Mm -hmm. And so, I would say, first, start with yourself, right? Yeah, Um, yeah, self acceptance. So, tell tell us some of your stories about self acceptance when it was when you became aware that it was something that you
1: needed to work on. Mm. Well, actually, I very recently had an experience pertaining to this and it's to do with my physical health, but ultimately what I figured out was it had nothing to do with my physical health, um, which it almost never does. It's almost always deeper than your physical health. Your body is just the, uh, the barometer, if you will. And what I discovered was that I had been giving myself a pass for quite a while. And that's hard to admit. You know that's really hard to have someone. I was fortunate enough to have someone call me out on it, and say, "Hey, you know, you're not um, you're not living up to your potential. You're not calling yourself on your stuff. So I'm going to have to call you out on some things." And um, although it was really hard to hear, um, as I kind of took that in and pondered it for the next few days, I realized that that person was absolutely right, and that what had happened was in my practice of being very gentle with other people and being, um, you know, understanding and validating things for people and, um, you know, really accepting where they are and allowing that to be a space that we start from. That's all wonderful. Until we get to a point where we're no longer holding ourselves accountable. And, um, and that's where I was. And, uh, you know, it is, like I said, it's, it's a little embarrassing to realize that you've done that, um, especially as an educator. Um, so you always kind of, you, you strive to be in a place where you can offer advice to people and, and, you know, to get to that place, you really kind of have to work on your own stuff. And so being able to have someone that I care about and who cares about me, call me out like that, um, it made me realize that I had been being too easy too accepting, um, too validating of where I was in that moment. And it was not allowing for growth. Um, and I was holding myself back. So that's kind of my my most recent experience where it was really brought to the forefront. And um, it was a, a unique opportunity that really, although it was painful, it was, um, it's caused the most growth in the shortest amount of time. Um, and it's really been a gift ultimately. <laughs>
0: Right, for, for you, it was emotionally as well as physically painful, yeah. right? Yeah. You know, um, and I think that when it comes to uh, acceptance, that's it, That's a, a, a tough word. It's one of those words I don't like. You know, there are words, Devin and I talk every once in a while, there are words I just don't like, and I yeah. try to understand why I don't like them. And it's because what they have become to mean, not their etymology, not their root, but what they have become to mean. Um kind of is diluted. And so acceptance is one of those words, right? Um, it goes beyond tolerance even, right? So when yeah. I think of, of accepting myself, so for me, it's, I, I'll say warts and all. So accepting all of the the terrible things that I have done, all of the, you know, consciously right right making a choice that I knew was probably a wrong choice sure. right and um you know because we're not all angels right including I'm me hum- <laughs> I'm very human of me, <laughs> me to to purposely you know be mean um but then feel bad about it, right? But accepting the fact that, you know, so I made that choice and and suffered the consequences of that choice and learned and grew from the consequences of that choice, right? And so was it a bad choice? No, it was an opportunity to grow. First, loving yourself is the most important thing. So I can't even go down the path of answering this question until I first have to address ultimately loving yourself no matter what. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Just recently, um, I've created my word for this year. And every year I create a word or a phrase that I, I strive to live up to. Mm-hmm. And this year it's unapologetically. And that is not a word. I made it up. Right. Um, and why did I do that? You know, because I came to realize there was still a part of me, a little voice in me that was going, sorry, sorry. So I'm going to do this but sorry, right? Who? No, I'm not sorry. I'm I'm not sorry because I am not intentionally being mean, harsh, cruel, whatever. My intentions are pure. My intentions are to to elevate the world including myself. I need to lift myself up and be a model before I can elevate the world. Right? right? And so if my intention is pure, mm-hmm then I can't apologize for a choice that I made. If I leave you behind, then I leave you behind. You'll catch up or you won't. That's not my job, Mm -hmm. right? I'll be a model. I will give you tools. I will show you a path. If you don't take that path, it's not my responsibility. It's yours, Mm
1: -hmm.
0: right? And it may not be the right path for you. I'm showing you a path, Mm -hmm. not the path, right? My brother used to say, and it's a biblical term, There are many roads to Mecca, right? More than one road. So so first of all, find your path to your self-love and be unconditional about your love. When you care about yourself, then when you take a look at whether or not you're accepting of someone else,
1: you actually don't care. So it's interesting that for this conversation, that you, it sounds like anyway, that you are thinking about the tolerance and acceptance of, of other people. And I immediately turned that inward, which I think is just an interesting thing to, to take note that there's there's two completely separate, although very much the same conversations. Right. Um, because ultimately, it all boils down to the same thing. Um, but it just, just something that I noticed. It, uh,
0: exactly. The thing is, If you have acceptance for yourself,
1: Mm
0: -hmm. right, which I think was your lesson this year, complete acceptance, even the little dark things, the dark side, I call it, Mm -hmm. right? Um, Then other people's, what you think are flaws don't Mm -hmm. matter because you're sure of who you are, you're sure of where you're going, right? And you know, this podcast is all about power, purpose and presence. Right? Right. You, 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 your purpose is knowing yourself and where you're going. Mm -hmm. And there's power in that. And Mm -hmm. you remain present in the moment, just from this one thing Mm -hmm. of accepting who you are, fully, truly accepting, not from a negative perspective, right? But from a from love right there's love is the answer for everything for sure you'll hear this
1: it really is yeah it really is because no matter what the behavior no matter what the um you know the direction like you said if your intention is love then you know that's the um that's the factor that that reigns true above everything else i do think though that you can reach a point with yourself like like what I I had um, experienced, but also with um, the closest people in your lives, usually, you know, your children, your spouse, your partners, your friends, where that acceptance becomes um, a place where we're not necessarily challenging the people around us or ourselves to, to be uncomfortable. You know, to 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 see the hard stuff, to you know, grow in directions that um, that make them that that make them feel challenged and and uncomfortable. And sometimes I think it can look more loving and accepting if you say, "I accept you as is." You know, it's totally fine. But I think it does end up reaching a point, like you mentioned at the beginning um, when we opened where it's not the most loving thing anymore it's not um you're not coming from a place of ultimate love if you are accepting behavior that is less than uh what that person is capable of whether that's yourself <coughs> excuse me yourself or others um around you and i think right. that could right. be a really challenging a really challenging thing to uh to take a look at
0: well, for one of the things that happens is in acceptance, sometimes we also separate ourselves. In fact, we are, you know, the Americans are experts at separation. Mm-hmm. Whether it's political, whether it's social economic, whether you know, whatever it is, this yep. is your group, this is my right. I'm going to find my people. I'm mm-hmm. going to find my tribe. Right. I'm going to live in my small community. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I don't care what you do. That's not acceptance. Right. That's not tolerance, even.
1: Right. right.
0: And what you you end up experiencing when you do that, rather than connection is extreme loneliness. Mm. It's it's very, very strange, but you're you're no longer challenged,
1: Mm. right?
0: You no longer grow. You know, I have always said that if you don't challenge me, I don't grow. Right. Right? I am going to be wrong probably as many times as you are. I'm just telling you a story from my experiences. You have different experiences. So if you share your perspective and why I'll probably go back and chew it over a little bit.
1: Yeah.
0: Right. And maybe not completely come around to your perspective, but I definitely have changed mine.
1: Right. Right. Simply by hearing yours, you've expanded, you've expanded, you can't go back to the same dimensions that you were. If you allow yourself to, um, if you allow yourself to, to be in a place of um, and again, you, you, you know, you've brought it up a couple times now your intentions, right? You can, you can definitely tell people's intentions. And so in my experience, when that's that person, you know, came to me and said, this is not okay. This is not good enough. This is not um, you know, this is not what you're capable of. Although it's hard to hear. I was in, I was very much in a place where I was open to that and I could hear that without being defensive because I knew with all of my being that this person was incapable of coming at me with anything other than love. And so right. knowing that piece, although I didn't, I didn't initially, you know, connect all the dots and, and get to the same place that I would eventually get to. Um, I did know that, that whatever that piece of information was, it was coming from love. And right. I think that when you're doing that, it's, you know, it's, um, it's important to be on either end of that conversation, very open and very loving, right? Um, regardless of whether you're the person that's doing the um, the hard conversation, yeah, <laughs> or the listening, because both right. sides are, are equally, you know, difficult, right? And
0: um, and and this topic of hard conversations has come up a lot um, lately for me and with my clients, and mm-hmm. um, and. F- hard conversations is not the argument it's not the blame it's not uh the pointing the finger it really hard conversations really are exactly what you're talking about i i i know that this is going to maybe even hurt a little bit yep right but here's my observation as to what's been going on and you know I don't think that's okay for you and I and I don't think this in fact I I'm pretty sure I know who you're talking about this person would not attack you. Right. This person absolutely wants you to be the best person that you could possibly be. Right. Right. Yep. And when you know that then you're well more open. When the same conversation, the very same words even. Mm-hmm come from a person who is accustomed to pointing blame, you're right. not going to receive it. Right. That's not a tough conversation. That's an argument. Right. Right.
1: Do you um, have people that you feel comfortable enough to allow them to, you know, kind of call you on your stuff? I do. You're one of them. Right. Okay. That's um good. yeah. There
0: I have I have people that have <laughs> called me on my stuff. And then there are those who will call me on my stuff and And I think clean your act up first before you can, (laughs) right, right. When you clean yours up, we can have this conversation. But right now, yeah, right. Um, Whether it it doesn't matter whether, whether it's right or or wrong. However, I am one who will then go in the car and take a ride and go, all right.
1: (laughs) Right. How much of this can I unpack and. Right. Uh, right? Find some truth in. Right. Because right. Yeah. So there's
0: a little bit of truth, in no matter, yeah. even with, in the blame. There's a, a little bit of truth there somewhere. So yeah. you can always find it. Yeah. Right. And so when you are um, accepting of others, it'd be easier to answer this question, whoever it was that gave this to me, if I knew some specifics and details, mm-hmm. because then I can address it more succinctly. Right, To give a general statement is not cool, right? It's just not going, going to fit every situation. But right. in some situations, um, we might accept something because it's socially acceptable. We're, mm-hmm. In fact, we're told socially we should accept, mm-hmm. right? And yet there's part of us that know that this is wrong. Mm-hmm. right that, that this acceptance is not congruent mm-hmm. with with who you are and so at that point i would say sit back and ask yourself why is it not congruent with who who you are is it because of the way you were raised is it because of the stories you were told or is it really something that is not resonating with who you are at your, at your core you know that takes work it takes unpacking as as you said devon um and so the why is always the question, why, right? So that's when it's it's socially, you know, acceptance is a social thing. Um, I'll give you an example from my first marriage, right? When, one of his lines with, you know, unconditional love, you should love me unconditionally. And um, I actually... For a couple of years in that marriage, thought that I was pretty messed up because I didn't love him unconditionally. When he was out drinking with the guys and not coming home, I kind of didn't love him. When he was spending our money and I didn't have food on the table, I kind of didn't love him. Right? When he was cheating on me, I kind of didn't love him. <laughs> right? Yeah. That whole, you know, and so many other things. Right? Um, and I accepted the blame for that because I thought, well, when you say I do, it's unconditional love and we should be working the, through these things. And what am I doing wrong that I'm driving him away? And um, it wasn't until we went through counseling and he walked out that the counselor looked at me and he says, you, you need to make a decision. And um, I did, was not ready to hear that
1: at the time. Um, he was ultimately asking if you were going to accept that behavior from
0: him right either accept it or leave but i can't stay right i can't stay the way that i am and um and the day that i decided to end it was the day he raised his hand and and that was i had a child she was a year and a half he raised his hand and i'm like she is not growing up thinking this is cool yeah right um and so those of you who don't know this story, 99% of the people I know don't know this story. <laughs> um, and so that's where acceptance, right? When you're pulling in, if you find yourself pulling in hurt to yourself, blame to yourself in order to accept a situation, that's when it's wrong. That's when it's time to draw the line. That's when it's time to step back And really question the the validity of your acceptance if you're causing self-harm like that Mm -hmm. then it's not cool
1: so when you say that i think about situations in my life and maybe this isn't what you were referring to so correct me if i'm wrong um but what i was thinking about when you were talking was situations in my own life where i was at fault i was the problem And so me accepting responsibility for that and feeling bad about that, rightfully so, was exactly what was required to, you know, move forward and make change and change that situation. Um, Had I, and maybe this is, you know, more of what you were referring to, if I had um, just continued to feel bad and, and just didn't make changes, but... I became okay with the situation by thinking that I was just horrible. Um, you know, obviously that wouldn't wouldn't be the healthy way of handling that situation. But don't you think that, or do you think um, that sometimes accepting that responsibility and um, and placing blame wherever it needs to land, um, including you know if it's you, then then that's where it needs to land. Um, do you think that that's you know kind of an appropriate um, Way of looking at that on occasion, or is it just a kind of across the board? Thing?
0: Yeah, well, exactly. You've got to be honest with yourself. And here's the trick. Um, so, so you stepped away from the blame game, right? Mm-hmm. And took a, a look and, and took accounting of what happened, mm-hmm. right? Da, 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 da. And realized that what you saw was your own um, cause. Right, right. So mm-hmm. you were the cause and the results were because of you. Right. And at that point you took responsibility, mm-hmm. which you know, for me, that means your ability to respond. You, okay. took, you took an emotionally intelligent perspective and figured out how to respond in mm-hmm. a healthy manner. Right. right. Because we, we all um, will make mistakes. Right, and have to accept responsibility for corrective action I mean. on those mistakes, and and that was certainly not that situation.
1: There right, was, no.
0: right, yeah. right. Um, there have been plenty of times in my life and in everybody's life where you know we've messed up, um, either intentionally or unintentionally, because yeah. there are unintended consequences that. We can't foresee with the actions right. that we take and when those come up we have the ability to shift and to pivot and to do something a little a little differently i will say that you know one of the best jobs and i'm going to get a little harsh here you know i wor- was working at john hancock i was in the controller's department of their property and casualty division and you know my boss came up it was a, the fiasco doesn't matter what happened and he was you fucked up. And believe mm-hmm. me, that word was used frequently in that department, right? Mm-hmm. And I looked at him and I said, you're absolutely right. And he stopped and he goes, so how are you going to fix it? I said, well, here's my plan. Yep. And that was it. That was That was, to me, a huge lesson. Mm. That, you know, okay, I can say, yes, you're absolutely right. I can see where I was the cause of what happened. And I now know what I need to do to step back, fix it, and then correctly move forward so it doesn't happen again.
1: And now you feel empowered instead of disempowered, Right. you know, from a situation where had you denied that and not accepted that you were responsible, then you could have missed out on an opportunity to really show them what you were made of. Right. Um, Because everyone, like you said, everyone makes mistakes. It's what you do with that information. Right that really decides who you are. And so you showed them exactly who you were by accepting that responsibility and, you know, moving forward with a solution. Right,
0: exactly. And so that, that action was not blame. This is the difference between placing a blame because blame is, blame is your subconscious mind protecting itself. So here's the thing, you're going to hear a lot throughout all of these podcasts about what's going on in your subconscious mind. And its job is to keep you safe, which means its job is to keep you empowered. And that means you're not to blame, right? That never. means never, <laughs> never, right? You're not to blame, right? So your subconscious is going to point the finger before accepting blame. That's going to be our knee jerk. Reaction, yep. always, yep. right? It's our emotionally intelligent, conscious mind that then can go, okay, wait a minute, <laughs> let's back up a little bit, right, and take a look at how this unfolded, right, yep. and um, and what can be done, right, and accept the piece that is yours. And not mm-hmm. and not accept. So when we talk about again acceptance, a piece that's not yours, right? I, I will tell another story that's not told often. Um, and this happened just maybe 2016, mm-hmm. right? Um, I had a situation that I had consciously put myself into thinking that, you know, I was going to support this, this woman and, you know, we were going to create a business that was uh, remarkable and it fell flat. And as a result, I went back to San Diego and I had no home, no clients, no income and lots of debt. And, you know, my brother had said, you know, we're, we have a home there. We're not there for a while. Why don't you go there? get your act together, but when we come back, I want you gone, right? And so I'm like, okay, so I did land a job, but the job wasn't going to start until the week after they were returning, right? And, you know, my sister-in-law said, you know, a week, no big deal. Not so with my brother, right? And his anger at the fact that, I was not planning to leave immediately
1: Mm
0: -hmm. came directly at me. Mm -hmm. And so he, he called, I hear, and he's yelling and screaming. And I'm like, so I knew exactly what was going on. He was mad at her for not talking with him first. Right. Right. And then offering this to me and I'm stuck in the middle. So I'm like, Oh no, I did say I would be out before you got here. I'll make arrangements. I'll get all of my stuff up. No problem. Yep. I'll be gone. Yep. Right didn't satisfy his anger. And I was gone, you know, I found a place, put my stuff yeah. in storage and, and, um, and fortunately was gone. And when they came to San Diego, came back, I went, you know, to visit like I always did. And the, you could cut the air with a feather. It was brutal, it was crazy. And um, you need to apologize. I said, apologize for what? (laughs) Right? Right. Right. Well, for the argument, there was no argument. It takes two to argue. Mm -hmm. And my response was, yep, here you got it. I'll be gone. Right. Right. And by the way, thank you for the opportunity. So I had a place to land to get my act together. But, you know, I'm gone. And, um, And I would for about a month would go over to, to see them and you know, try to at least get some level of understanding. Right. And the last time I saw them, I literally was starting to sit down at the table and my sister-in-law said, all you need to do is apologize. And I grabbed my step and I said, I don't know what I would be apologizing for. And, right. I, and I left, right? That is, that's not accepting what's not mine to accept. Right. Right, Um, And it's tough. That was my best friend that I left behind. My sister-in-law and I were friends for over 30 years.
1: Is there a way when we get into situations like that where we have to kind of back out of that specific um, pinpoint situation into the bigger picture and say, if what they need—and this is just an idea—you um, know, it's it's dependent, obviously, on circumstances. Um, but do you think there's ever a situation where we would be able to or want to find a way to apologize um, in a way that is truthful of how we feel? um maybe by saying um you know i'm sorry that you're upset i'm sorry that you feel like i've done something wrong i'm sorry that this is coming between us um done and done yeah yeah that, so it, done. it just wasn't it just wasn't gonna be any no there,
0: there, there wasn't going to be yeah
1: be- he had
0: to direct his anger at me because he couldn't direct it at his wife. Right. And I, and I totally understood that the second I got the phone call. Yeah.
1: Yeah.
0: Right. Um, and I totally accepted the fact that, okay, so if I have to be who he blows up on, you know, I'm not going to get riled up over it. I'm just going to let him blow off steam. Right. Sure. Yeah. Right. Um, and there were some, there was a backstory that had nothing to do with me going on also in New England, right. That just fed his flame and it was really, you know, too bad.
1: Yeah.
0: Really, really too bad. So, yeah. um, so in that situation, right. Again, you know, do I still, re- I, you know, they still get happy birthdays from me and, you know, Merry mm-hmm. Christmas and all that kind of stuff. I still yeah. reach out and say, I know you're alive still and glad you're healthy. Right. And, you
1: know, and, and that's, about it and that's an acceptance of the situation right you know that is that's you saying here's here's me accepting you know what is right it's not right. ideal but this is what is right and so I have to uh you know acceptance can be in in lots of different forms right exactly exactly and and it's okay
0: and it's really so okay mm-hmm. you know that you know the phrase that you know it's being things and people and experiences come into your life and they leave Mm -hmm. you know it was time for that season to end
1: Mm
0: -hmm. right and um and here's another another thing boy this is going to go on longer than i thought (laughs) um and this is a lesson from that sister-in-law that i got when i was 16 because i moved in with them when i was 16. And she, you know, a friendship had broken up. Maybe I was 18 when this friendship broke up. And, you know, it was over fight that was a fabricated fight. And I just didn't understand.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And she said, Gail, sometimes it's time for something to end. Mm-hmm. And people aren't brave enough to say, it's just time to end. So they have to find a reason to create an argument in order to make it end. Mm-hmm. It's just time for this to end. Yep. Right. And that happens with divorces, yep. big time with divorces. How can you hate someone that you fell in love with? Right. Even the story that I told you,
1: mm-hmm.
0: you know, was that a nasty, terrible divorce? No. It's a man that I fell in love with and had a child with.
1: But that was the only way that it was going to end. That's the, the way it did. Right.
0: Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. Um, and you know I'm married and divorced a second time and that I mean we we are very friendly,
1: mm-hmm.
0: right? You know, we got his car here. He's with his girlfriend buying a house in Florida, <laughs> right? I mean, cool. <laughs> yep, right. It's it just was time. Yep. It just was time. And yep. um, and that's a hard thing for most people mm-hmm. to recognize. Never mind, And that's accepting Mm -hmm. that it's over. No blame. blame.
1: No blame or changed. Right. Change change is difficult. Change is difficult for people. Right. Even if it's miserable, even if it's miserable, they, uh, they struggle to let go of that one.
0: Yep. Yep. And well, it's your subconscious wanting you to be comfortable where you are. Right. Why do battered women stay with, you know, battered men? And there are plenty of battered men too, by the way. <laughs> right. So why does a person being battered stay with the person doing the battering because they don't know anything else. And feels, predictability. right. This is where I know this, is what I know. I know I can do this. Right? It's horrible, It's horrible, but I know I can do it. Right? I don't know what's out there. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. Um, I, was talking with someone one time who didn't know what relief felt like, right? Until we finished a conversation and they felt relief, mm-hmm. right? Um, I have many clients that come to me that, you know, don't know what self-respect feels like, don't, don't know what love of themselves feels like. Mm-hmm. We can't do any work till we get there first. Right. Right? If you don't love yourself or think you deserve it, mm-hmm then I can't make it happen. We have to get you there first. Mm-hmm. Then anything you want, we can accomplish. Right. Right. So again, we get back to full circle. Mm-hmm. It's all about accepting us. Yep. Accepting ourselves. So Devon, right? So she is a hol- holistic wellness, amazing woman. Mm-hmm. And yes, she might talk to you about here's your food choices, she may shop with you, she may even come into your kitchen and cook for you. Mm -hmm. She will do what it is that she needs to do to help you with your nutritional aspect, but she also knows that that's only part of the story. Mm -hmm. And she helps you with the emotional aspect too, um, because many of the trauma um, and many of the issues we hold in ourselves and many of us find food and beverage to ease the pain Mm. of what we're going through. And she recognizes that pain and she sees it. So Devin, tell us a little bit about your business and how we can get in touch with you if we want to.
1: Uh, Well, I guess the biggest um, thing for people to take away is that I do have a free Facebook page. Um, So there are many recipes and, um, tips and tricks. Um, I show you what I'm eating in my own home. Um, I want you to be able to see how this looks in real time. Um, and so being able to um, show people what that looks like on a plate. You know, this is what, um, you know, this is what a balanced meal looks like. This is, you know, this is how long it takes to, to cook that meal. You know, this is, this is me on a regular person's budget you know, cooking real meals that take, you know, a a reasonable amount of time. Um, So the Facebook page is really just a way for me to connect with people and show um, a larger audience, you know, what, what really goes on behind the scenes. As far as the individual, um, you know, one-on-one client work, as you mentioned, I do um, come into people's homes. I do, um, you know, I can help you cook. I can help you, um, you know, figure out what exactly you need for information. Um, So we can, you know, go to the grocery store together. We can um, take all those new foods that we just purchased and get back to your house. And I can show you how to cook all these new things that you've never cooked before. Um, You know, we can really get into what works for your specific life um, because your schedule doesn't look like my schedule. Um, Your budget doesn't look like my budget. And so assuming that everyone across the board has the same needs, um, really wouldn't be serving, you know, as, as people as well as I would like to. And, um, so yeah, that's, that's a lot of it. And just kind of figuring out what's underneath your food choices is a huge aspect of what I do. So being able to, um, being able to uh, do that in um, people's homes is a nice way to really connect with people on a personal level. Um, So that's, uh, that's the job in a nutshell.
0: So, uh, so look up Devin Pratt, P-R-A-T-T, Devin's uh, Holistic Wellness. We will have the information um, underneath this so people can click and go and uh, see you and check out your Facebook and connect and yeah.
1: her recipe are amazing website too and that is um ww.dhwellness.com dh wellness Devin, Devin's holistic wellness so dh wellness
0: awesome Thank you very much, Devin. And again, if there is something that resonated with you and you know someone who this might resonate with, please do share it with them. If something came up during this conversation with you, go ahead and make a comment. I'll add it to the next Ask Me Anything segment. And you know, like, share, do whatever. It's awesome to spend time with you guys. Thank you so much, Devin. Everyone, have a great day. Thank you for listening to the Empowering Process podcast. Be sure to visit Gail at gailcraft.com to learn more about how she serves thought
1: leaders, entrepreneurs, and goal seekers. And remember, if you like this broadcast, be sure to share and subscribe so you don't miss an episode.